On Thursday, October 11, 2018, we waited. Would we break the internet? How many people would be affected? Would the dire news reports be true? Would we have to roll back the key? Would we then set back all of our efforts to secure DNS? Would DNSSEC become blacklisted or just dropped? Would it be the end of all we had worked on? It's episode 357 of the Dan York Report, and Thursday, October 11th, turned out to be a blissfully, wonderfully, incredibly boring day for the internet, and that was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Changes to the internet's public core infrastructure should be boring, because if we're going to change something out, we don't want it to affect everything. But as I talked about on episode 356, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were changing the public DNS key, the key that's at the core of the DNS security mechanisms, and we were doing something nobody had ever done before. Because once the key had been signed, this the, the root key signing key, or KSK, once that had been signed back in July 2010, we then built out you know, this large infrastructure using DNS security, DNSSEC, based on this root KSK at the center of the chain of trust. We built this whole chain, this everything going back to this key, and we didn't know if it was going to break. And we watched that day as 1600 UTC approached. Uh, we had different ways of doing that. There were a couple of chat channels. We had an interesting little discussion on the KSK rollover email list where we were trying to figure out which way, what would we do for a chat channel? Because there are, of course, seven bazillion ways you can do it and everybody has their own preferences. In the end, the folks, the good folks at DNS OARC went and opened up a public Jabber channel on their Jabber server. And a good number of us gathered there as the hour approached. And then uh, somebody else uh, opened up a Slack channel, which a number of people uh, jumped into on the Who Uses Jabber in 2018 theme. Some of us, of course, were in both because we just were. But we were there. We were watching. We were waiting. We were relaying our own dig results as we watched the chain start to happen. NLNet Labs provided a wonderful chart showing what happened, uh, watching, they were using Atlas probes, 10,000 Atlas probes, and using it to query a couple of things to find out, to see what would happen when the key moved, which ones were using which, the old key, KSK 2010, and which were using the new key, KSK uh, 2017. And we watched, we saw the move change. We saw what happened as uh, as it changed. Now, One of the interesting aspects, of course, was that it didn't change right away at 1600 UTC on the 11th of October. You know, it wasn't an immediate change because what happened was all of the DNS resolvers all over the world had the old key still in their cache. Uh, And because if, again, this is how DNS works, it goes out, gets information, and it caches it for a certain time to live or TTL. And it lives in that cache until the TTL expires, at which point the resolver goes out and does another query for that record and then caches it again for the TTL. So it wasn't an immediate change. And I I will actually change the icon of this uh, show, this episode on uh, SoundCloud. I will change it to have a little square image that shows the graph. 
uh, since NLNet Labs ran this wonderfully on their main site, but then once the KSK rollover was gone, they they took it down. But I'll I'll put up a little screenshot, and you can see what happens as the blue line of the old key slowly faded away, and the green line of the new key took over. So in the end, it worked. We were successfully able to go and change out the cryptographic key at the heart of the DNS security system. Now, that's a beautiful thing. And ICANN issued a press release about this saying that it was there. There were scattered small pockets where there were issues, but nothing major, no major segments of the internet that were offline. Uh, in fact, somebody commented it was more some of the monitoring software had some issues, but overall, it all just worked. It was blissfully boring. And that's what we want because now we know that we can roll the key should we need to. You know, this was one of the arguments that was going into the KSK roll was some people said, well, we don't need to roll it right now. It's not worth the risk. We, uh, we don't need to. It's not. There's no cryptographic reason. There's no security reason. There's nothing. We, we can just keep on going. But others of us advocated, let's roll it so we know we can when we need to. And, and now we do. We know that the mechanisms are there. We know that it can work. Large parts of the internet did not fail, will not fail necessarily. Now, there was a lot of learning coming out of this, I think. There were a lot of systems that people um, learned, a lot of things that could be done better, and that will be the discussions, I think, that will happen in the, in the next while. They uh, are undoubtedly been happening at the DNS OARC meeting over the weekend. I was not able to attend. I know that we'll have um, a DNSSEC workshop at the ICANN 63 meeting in Barcelona next week, October 24th, and we'll have discussions there about the KSK role. What have we learned? What could we do better? What could we do different? The beautiful part about this is now that we've done it, now we know we can successfully change out this key. Now we can look at how do we expand the usage of more DNSSEC? How do we get people using DNSSEC and Dane and the piece that are out there? Many of us who have been advocates for greater DNS security have been holding off. We've been waiting to get the key roll done because, to be honest, every little bit more that you rolled out more security, you know, more checking of signatures and stuff, you know, expanded the surface where you could potentially have a problem with the key roll. But now we can. Now we know we can do it. Now we can start to really expand that usage of DNSSEC to provide a more secure and trusted DNS. The end goal of all of this is to make sure that when you go and you want to go to a site, like you want to listen to this podcast, you go to soundcloud.com or you go to spotify.com or you go to you know itunes.com, wherever you're getting this podcast from, you want to know that you're getting the correct answers. Now, maybe it's not as important to listen to this podcast, but it is important if you're going to your bank's information or your hospital's information or some other entity's information that you actually really need to be concerned about. You want to know you're getting the answers about. This is all part about how do we raise trust, raise the level of trustworthiness in the, in the public core of the internet in the DNS servers, in the DNS infrastructure, in the mail infrastructure, in the all of the different parts that make up that main core. How do we raise this? 
I have to just say a big congratulations to everybody at ICANN who is involved with this, everybody involved with all of the vendor software, the folks at ISC2 working on Bind, at NLNet Labs, at, at Microsoft, at all the different places who are working on their code and making sure that it was ready for this big KSK role. It was a huge amount of work by a huge number of people over the last number of years. There was a design team. There were so many people who did such an amazing amount of work. I just have to say congratulations to all of them for all of the work they did to make this happen. October 11th was a beautifully boring day when it came to the infrastructure of the internet, and that was a beautiful thing. Thanks for listening. You can leave comments here at soundcloud.com slash danyork or anywhere you see us on social media. You can find more of my audio at writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening and bye for now.